what's a wellness shorty? It's a weekly snippet of sciencey stuff that will improve your odds of aging in good health. I'm Gregory Ann Cox, your host and owner of Rebellious Wellness Over 50. I'm a health and better aging coach for women over 50 who want to live fully until they die, not just run out the clock. Look, midlife and beyond is the Olympics of change. I'm here to prepare you because aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. Hey, hey, everybody. Today's shorty, 60 is not the new 50, and here's what's different. It was such a fun meme. 50 is the new 40, 60 is the new 50. Can 80 be the new 70? I get the point. We at 50, 60 and beyond are not living, dressing or behaving like those women one or two generations before us. But what about physically? Once again, many women, most of us, especially my listeners, are more active, healthier and having more fun, mentally more positive about aging than our predecessors. And still, are we different on the inside than we feel and act? Or are we just putting on an act? No one wants to feel old, right? The kind of old, the number our birthday makes us feel. Like me, you probably have a belief that the number means something about your body, being wrinkles, rolls, too old for something. Or at a certain age, we think, okay, it's all downhill from here. Well, you know, I don't want that for my people. I certainly don't want it for myself. And yet there are days when that certainly crosses my mind. Is it all downhill from here? I'm in my 60s, and since I've made tracking health changes and how to age well my business for the last 20 years or so, I think it's fair to say I can act as your guide at least as far as I've come in the way that I've gotten here. Clearly, not everything that I do will work for anybody else, but I can give you some clues, leave you some breadcrumbs, and let me tell it to you plain. 60 is not the new 50. Not that it's all negative, but there are some shocking changes that will occur in most women during this transition from the fifth decade to the sixth. Some you will notice, and some will happen subtly or even silently inside your beautiful body. That's what this shorty is all about. Let you know what happens inside so you can bring mindfulness to your activities, your lifestyle, and how you think about your aging self, because you do know that how you think about aging has a big influence over your experience of it, right? That's science, that's not me being woo. So why should you care about this if it's nothing earth shattering? Well, when we know what to expect, we can plan for the changes and make the most of what science says can slow down the changes and protect against things that are more common in older people, that's us, such as shingles, arthritis, cardiovascular disease. You might be surprised to learn that the problems listed above the ones many people associate with aging are not guaranteed just because you age. I know the noise out there in society makes it sound like we're all going to get sick and decrepit and then die. No, these and even some cancers have their roots in our lifestyle habits. That's really why I do all this work. I want people to have the best next two, three, four decades they possibly can. And that all comes down to how we treat our bodies, how we take care of ourselves, our lifestyle habits. We are 80% responsible to what happens to us as we age. But Greg, what about genetics? Yes, they play a part, but not as big as you'd think. Experts say genes account for only 20 to 30% of how we age. That's a big spread, 10%. It depends on the person, genealogy. And again, genes, in case you haven't heard me talk about genes or read much about their effects, here's a shorty within a shorty. 
genes actively control, control cell function all the time. That's what genes do. They are not thinking creatures. They don't care what we provide as information for them to do their work. They just take the information and get on with it. The body, hence each gene in each cell, is programmed overall for survival. They are only able to do this, the cells, if we provide them with good information, which is good food, rest, positive thoughts, activities that promote muscle strength and bone sturdiness, and will eventually allow for disease, discomfort, and inflammation if they're not given those things. The science of epigenetics says that our genes are pools of possibility, not dastardly determinants of our future experience. We impact the expression of our genes with our thoughts, our beliefs, our perceptions, our lifestyles, and the environment we swim in. This all started because of a doctor called Bruce Lipton. You may have heard of him. So in his book, The Biology of Belief, he says, there is no doubt that some diseases like Huntington's or cystic fibrosis can be blamed entirely on one faulty gene. But single gene disorders affect less than 2% of the population. The vast majority of people come into this world with genes that should enable them to live a happy and healthy life. Good news, right? Okay, back to our regularly scheduled shorty programming. Here are the most common changes that begin to happen at age 50. Again, I'm not listing them to bum you out or encourage self-ageism. The opposite is true. I want you to know what's happening behind the scenes and encourage you to start listening to your body, paying attention to the little things that are different, and most definitely get lab tests done if you haven't, okay? Number one, if you don't already, you will likely need reading glasses. The condition is called presbyopia, and it's caused by age-related changes in the proteins in the lens of our eyes. They become harder and less elastic and will continue to do so up to a point. So you'll probably have to change your prescription a couple of times if you're a glass wearer, not the drugstore kind, and then it'll just, that's as far as you'll go. You won't just continue to get worse and worse and worse. You may also find that your eyes are more sensitive to light, which makes night driving a drag. I can raise my hand for that one. Number two, yes, your metabolism does slow down, but that doesn't mean you have to gain weight. Switching up what you eat, your body will give you clues about what it now prefers. You may have easily been able to down have a bag of Cheetos and the thought of it right now just gives you a headache because the dye in that will start to give you a headache where it, it might not have done before. Add weight training to your exercise routine. Listen to your body about what food it wants. Those are two good places to start to prevent weight gain. Also, digestion begins to change and slow down. Can't poop? Blame it on your colon. Fix it by increasing your veggies. I don't know how many veggies you eat every day, like servings. There's been the five a day, that was fruits and veggies, so that doesn't leave a lot of room for veggies. Then there's the nine a day, I don't know how many, what the split is there, but I would say at least nine half cup servings of raw and cooked vegetables is the way to go. If you can't get that many veggies in, you don't like veggies, and you're really having a hard time with constipation, you've got to get it sorted. Get yourself a natural fiber supplement, add chia seeds to your smoothies or your cereal, flax meal, or buy an organic fiber blend from companies like Garden of Eden or Thorn Research. Back to your head, we're going to talk about your ears now that we've covered your eyes and your stomach. The next most common issue is hearing loss or presbycusis. 
if you heard the same prefix in this word and the one about your eyes, good catch. The by part comes from the Greek word for old. Great. Thank you. Science is still working out why hearing loss happens. In part, hair cells in the ear stiffen, just like our joints, and no longer conduct the necessary electrical, electrical signals up to the brain. Too late to bring earplugs to all those rock concerts or long nights at Studio 54, but we can take good care of our hearing now by bringing them, when we go to a loud event, even a beautiful classical concert, sometimes they're just loud. Movies can be very loud, depending on where you like to sit. Bring yourself some little earplugs and help protect those hairy cells in your ears. This will become most pronounced after 65, but it is starting, and the sooner we take care of ourselves, the better. I don't need to tell you that the outer wrapping of your innards shows the wear and tear it has experienced. I'm talking about your skin, wrinkles, yeah, we've been hating on them for decades. But what about skin tags and age spots and those raised dark mole-like creatures that pop up mostly on our backs? Again, it's too late to prevent them. We can prevent more of them by taking good care of what we eat and drink, water I'm talking about, and sunscreen, but you can treat them in any event. Dark spots and age spots, retinol and glycolic acid products work. How? They promote cell turnover. And now I say they work. They don't work for everybody and it depends on how deep your spots are down into the layers of your skin. But Metaspas offer laser treatments and peels and other things that can definitely help lighten those. And if you go on a regular basis, you would definitely see a difference in your skin. Seborrheic keratosis are those brown thingies. Those and skin tags can be treated by a dermatologist by freezing them, snipping them, or cauterizing them. So again, if they're unsightly and they bother you, go to a derm, and I hope you're going to a derm anyway for a full body scan once a year, especially if you like the sun, like I do. Let's talk about the heart. The heart and its support system can slow down. Our arteries can start to narrow and even get clogged. Many women will experience slightly elevated blood pressure or even full-blown high blood pressure. One of the reasons why is that you are losing or have lost most of your estrogen by 50. Exercise is one of the best ways to get your blood pressure back into normal range. Diet matters. Of course diet matters. But moving your body until you are breathy or breathless three to five times per week really moves the needle on blood pressure. I am proof of that. I always was an exerciser. I just wasn't doing any really breathy or breathless cardio for a long time. And when I started, my blood pressure went right back down to normal. Inflammation. Inflammation is one of those silent culprits of aging. It can begin to show up as early as childhood, but the effects will begin to be felt at midlife. You may feel pain in your joints caused by inflammation. There are many, many things that you feel where inflammation is at the root. It's a result of many things, but a less than optimal diet, lack of sound sleep, stress, illness, medications. Did I say stress? Stress is very hand-in-hand -hand linked to the amount of inflammation you have in your body. So what, you may ask? Chronic inflammation is a key component in chronic diseases. One thing leads to another and basically becomes a continuous loop. So something creates inflammation, inflammation creates a disease process, which creates more inflammation. 
and that's why you need the power of five. So if you don't have my power of five, which teaches you the five simple things to do to live inflammation-free or limit it and have a healthy life, it's at my website, rebelliouswellness.com slash power five. So what kind of diseases does inflammation lead to? Well, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, IBS, rheumatoid arthritis, dementia, and Alzheimer's, to name a few. At this age, you may begin to experience joint pain where there was none before, or it was bearable before, and now it's starting to really get to be a pain. Sorry, couldn't help it. It's a wear and tear thing. People who worked on their feet for decades, like I did as a chef, although I'm lucky enough to have pretty good knees, Athletes, everyday joggers, tennis players, cyclists, skiers, dancers, all these activities lend themselves to creating inflammation and pain in joints due to overuse. One of the things that helps with inflammation is reducing sugar in your diet. Yeah, I've had clients over and over again reduce pain, inflammation by limiting sugar or getting rid of it entirely. I know it's hard. I am not a person who does no sugar. I like my sugar now and again. But I'm just saying, if you're really in a lot of pain, that's a good place to start. Speaking of pain, I've interviewed a number of experts whose modalities target this kind of pain for people, especially over 50-something. So go to the podcast page and scroll around. One of the most common psychological changes associated with aging, although we may not notice it until we get older, is a slower reaction time. It's because we start losing our reflexive abilities during our 30s, and by the time we get to 50, there's a significant decrease in reaction time, which, you know, is something to think about when we're driving, if we're out on a trail where other people are exercising. Just bring a little bit more awareness to the situations we put ourselves into if reaction time is going to be a factor. Now, I don't know whether you've noticed this, I certainly have, and I thought it was all the media's fault, but our ability to concentrate on a particular task starts to decline in our 50s. After this, we are more likely to lose focus and we experience a gradual decrease in our attention span. So maybe the media is just responding to the number of people that are over 50 that have a short attention span, but I think it's a combination of both. There's good news too though, contrary to popular belief, decision-making skills actually improve with age because we've gotten a lot of experience over the years and making decisions is an easier task, a simpler task for us because we just automatically rely on all the experience we've had that says, trust yourself, you know how to make good decisions. One of the major psychological aspects of aging that's good news is that you're more likely to live a happy and fulfilling life the longer you live. Your perception of life gets better. Older adults, that would be us, are often found to have much better control over our emotions because after you cross the age of 50, and I can say, especially since I got to be 60, you're more likely to look at the positive side of things. I always was a glass half full person, but I have to tell you, less and less things bother me. I just think there's always a good side. So many of the health issues that we begin to experience at or after 50 have a loss of estrogen to blame. There's still time to try bioidentical hormone therapy if you are under 65. And I can't say enough about the positive effects it's been having on me over the years. Earlier I mentioned testing. By 50, 
you should at least have a baseline for things like a full blood panel, a lipid panel, thyroid panel, if you suspect that you have a compromised thyroid, bone density, mammogram, and either a colonoscopy or one of the alternatives that I talk about in my ebook on testing. It's on my website at the very, very top of the page. It's a comprehensive book. It's easy to digest. I always try to make science simple. It's a book on what tests you should get, which ones you can skip unless you have a familial history of certain things, and what the results really mean. And if you're not getting test results from your practitioner, you want to get those, right? You want to keep those on hand so that next year when you go back, you can compare them yourselves because doctors are busy. They don't always take the time to see what's different. And if you notice something going up, you want to address that. So in the book, you'll also find the best test to ask for to get a full picture of your heart health, meaningful cholesterol information, and testing for the markers of inflammation. It shows up in blood work so you can see how much inflammation you're carrying around in your body. If any of your numbers aren't where they should be for optimal health, at least you can take action to move them in the right direction. And if you need help deciding what to do, if you get numbers that you don't like, your doctor doesn't like, or if you feel like you want to take some action before you get your next round of blood tests and other labs, take a look at my Power of Five assessment. It's on the services page. It's a chance for me to help to work with you to review your lifestyle habits, test results if you have them, and peek inside your brain to see what limiting beliefs lurk there so we can kick them out. So people, I hope this has been helpful. Again, my intention is not to bum you out, but to bring some mindfulness to what you do day to day and how important us taking care of us is. Nobody else is going to do it for us. And it feels really good when you know where you are and you're in control of your thoughts about aging, your habits around aging. It just makes life better. There's nothing to lurk around and scare you, right? Why live in fear? Just let's get started and do some good stuff for ourselves. Be well till next time. And if you have a subject you'd like me to do a shorty on, please let me know. Gregory at RebelliousWellnessOver50.com. Thank you so much for being here. Be well till next time.